welcome to Humans Are Us, Human Lives, Human Stories, a podcast about ordinary people living extraordinary lives. These are the stories of people that said yes to themselves. Their experiences have helped to make them who they are in this moment. By sharing their personal stories, we hope to inspire others to live their truth. This is a podcast about growth and being one's true, authentic self. Please be advised, this podcast contains adult content and language. Opinions expressed in this show are just that, opinions. And any health-related discussions do not constitute medical advice. Welcome to the Humans Are Us podcast. I'm your host, MJ Love. This week, my guest is Renelle Briggs. She is a confidence mentor, digital creator, and founder of the Confidence Club. She also hosts the Confidence Club podcast. She teaches people to show up confidently in their life and create financial freedom. On this week's episode, Renelle and I talk about being true to yourself, how to change the stories that you tell yourself about money, and why mindset is so important when building up your confidence. Hi, Renelle. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I am doing very well. I'm so happy it's Friday, <laughs> though it's raining here. I don't know about you. It's raining here too, but it's been a good day. Oh, I'm so glad it's been a good day, despite the rain. Sometimes rainy days are quite magical. They're cozy, too. Yeah. I always wish I had a fireplace, though. (laughs) Days it rains. (laughs) That would be nice. Even if I don't, like, I don't want it to be warm, necessarily. I bought myself flowers today for the first time. So, like, even though it was rainy, I still felt like it was, like, a happy day. (laughs) Ink and white. Oh, what color (laughs) are they? good combo I love fresh cut flowers it's amazing um how that can brighten just like a space speaking of being bright it's because I feel like you bring a lot of brightness to people I think that that's definitely one of the key things is having the right energy and optimism, positivity. I know that there's definitely days where you won't feel as happy as others, but I think that as somebody who talks about confidence all the time, even though it is okay to um, have those off days, I really try to keep myself in a positive and happy mood as often as possible. And then on the days that I don't really feel like that, I give myself grace and take a day or whatever, but I never want that to be something that that kind of continues on for multiple days. So I'll do things that put me back in a good mood. I'll surround myself with people that make me happy and then my energy's back up. Can you dive into what a confidence mentor is? I started this whole confidence teaching just through my social media platforms towards the beginning of the year. And it's something that just kind of came into my life. I'm an entrepreneur. So with my online business, 
one of the things that they teach you is they want you to brand yourself. So, you know, you're more than just a company, you're more than just the products that you're talking about. And so last summer at this time, I had kind of branded myself as a social media expert. But after a while, I wasn't really resonating with that as much. It wasn't something that I was really aligned with. And then the beginning of the year, the confidence aspect came to me. And it was perfect because I was able to use that in my business as well. Like I, I really work on leadership development and helping people better themselves, like financially and just personally. Um, and so the confidence aspect just really fit really well into it. And then I wanted to spread that message with a bigger audience. So I started a podcast, which was something that I always wanted to do, but I didn't know what I wanted to talk about. And when this confidence thing came to me, I was like, this is going to be perfect. I think one of the biggest reasons I like talking about confidence is just because it allows me to help a lot of people who maybe went through a similar similar experiences that I went through in the past. So especially in high school, I was always somebody who's really independent. And I would like to say that I was confident in myself and I didn't change who I was. But sometimes I felt like that didn't allow me to fit in with the typical teenage groups or just the people that I was hanging out with. And for the longest time, I thought that that was something that made me weird or that there was something wrong with me. And this year, I kind of just realized that it's better to just be yourself. You're going to attract the right people to you. And then I decided that I wanted to start teaching more about that and share my experiences and help people who are going through a similar time. Well, that is a beautiful thing. As someone who had many, many years ago, had the same experience as you in high school. And even in grade school, I found myself um, not aligning or resonating with my peers. I remember they were, uh, this is going to date me, by the way. Um, they were in love with the Bass Street Boys and like in sync, And I just couldn't get there because I feel like I had my boy band phase when I was six with the new kids on the block. So, you know, as a teenager, I was like, oh, I've been there, done that. I think teaching people to accept themselves as they are. And when we're in school, we have a limited scope of people that we are interacting with, right? Because those are just the people that are also there. So I think it's beautiful that as you got older, you realize that your uniqueness is actually a strength and, and you're, I'm sure finding people that you, you resonate now more with in adulthood. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I would just like to say, I feel like I was a teenager in the wrong time because I listen to new kids on the vlog, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC all now. And I'm like, oh, I would have like had so much fun at their concerts, but of course, you know, they're not all together anymore. <laughs> so do I. I, I sometimes like <laughs> rock out to step-by-step step from the new kids on the vlog just because, <laughs> and I will listen to the Backstreet Boys now. They're just so fun. Yeah. I think part of feeling confident in yourself is allowing yourself to have those moments of fun. Cause I think that also brings back to days where you're not feeling so, so great. Putting on some music and dancing and singing along can do wonders to elevate your mood. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And that's one of the things that I like to do when I'm feeling low or I need to pick myself up. But what I was going to say to what you had just mentioned, I feel like high school specifically is like a time where it can be really rough for some people because you just, you don't want to be an outcast. You don't want to stand out because you just want to fit in with people and you just want to feel like you belong. And luckily for me, I mean, I'm somebody who's really independent and driven towards other goals. So I wasn't really 
big into partying. I didn't really care about all the, you know, hanging out with people every single weekend. I was more focused on running because I'm a competitive runner and working because I love to make money. I actually love working. And I just like love that rewarding feeling. And so that's like how I spent a lot of high school. And so I think that that's one of the reasons part of me was okay that I didn't necessarily fit in with everybody, but there was always, you know, a part of me in the back of my head where I was like, you know, I kind of wish I was hanging out with people every week, or I kind of wish I was dating somebody or whatever. And through like my social media journey, I actually met somebody who's, I think she's 17 or 18 now. And she talks a lot about the similar things that I talk about, but she really gears it towards high school students. And I think that that is just amazing because it's such a hard period of time in your life. And I think having like a mentor, somebody to guide you can really be helpful. And so even just me talking about being authentic and being confident with being yourself and feeling okay with who you are, I love being able to share that message because I know that a lot of people I grew up around. um, And even sometimes me, like I didn't always feel that. I can't imagine being in high school now and how hard that is with social media. Because again, I grew up at a time where that wasn't a thing. And so I can't imagine what that does to someone's confidence because your brain is still developing at that age. And you're seeing all these things on social media, which aren't necessarily 100% true a lot of the time. And I think it's important to, like you said, have a mentor to guide you through that so you can see that you you are amazing as you are. Yeah, I think that that's so important. And I feel like when I was in high school, I mean, I'm going to my fourth year university now. So I guess that would have been like three, four years ago. I feel like that was like the beginning of the social media thing. But now, like being a high schooler now, I can't even imagine. And then, you know, in four years... I I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll go backwards, and it will be um, hopefully social media will become a little more authentic and true. That's what I'm hoping for, anyways. I feel like there's like this wave like that's coming through right now of creators trying to make social media like just real, like you know, not using as many filters and just posting the behind the scenes all the time. Like I think that that's something that's starting to come back, which I think is good because. I mean, in terms of creating, people want to feel like they can relate to you and connect with you. But I also think it's just going to help a lot of people who might have been in stuck in compares, comparitis or whatever, <laughs> and constantly comparing their lives to you know strangers on the internet. You know, I think there's a difference between comparing yourself and then being joyful for somebody else, right? I don't think necessarily comparing yourselves to others, because we're all on our own journey, necessarily helpful. But I get like, it's really hard not to do as a person. Because that's kind of how we're brought up is to compete and compare sometimes. Well, one thing that I've learned through my mindset journey and just personal growth is that you can't take anything personally. If somebody's saying something rude to you, it's a reflection of how they feel about themselves or, you know, they're having a bad day or something's going, like it has nothing to do with you. It's about them. And so I think it's a similar thing when you're scrolling through Instagram and seeing something and automatically feeling like, jealousy or comparing like that means there's something that you can work on yourself it's not that person who's causing it it's something like within you that's triggering that feeling that's making you feel like that and I only say this because I've caught myself doing that before like I compare myself to some big creators and something about what they posted will quote-unquote bother me but I know it's just because I wish I had that too or something like that so it's nothing to do with that person it's all to do with us but I think through work on yourself you can diminish 
stack. I think it will go away at some point, but it takes a lot of work to get over that. The more that you focus on it and the more that you work on yourself, it doesn't, it won't bother you as often and it won't bother you for as long. I think any type of growth has its own challenges. And that to me just really makes me think of changing the narrative around yourself and your self-worth, which like you said, takes time and it takes consistency. I think in those times it can, just because it's hard, it can feel easier just to kind of slip back into those stories you tell yourself, either about, you know, how you look or you're comparing yourself to other people. So do you have any personal thoughts or something you may tell people you work with, how to work through the temptation to slide backwards into that comfort zone, because that's where you spent the most of your life in this space of these stories that you tell yourself, you know, that maybe you're not good enough for X, Y, Z. That's a good question. One thing that I've definitely learned is whatever the dominant feeling is, is going to take over. So even if you're telling yourself one thing, but truly and deeply you believe something else, whatever it is that you really believe is what's going to take over. So if you're, you know, staying in, standing in the mirror every day saying you are beautiful, you are loved, but deep, deep down, you really don't believe that, then you're still not going to feel beautiful and you're not going to feel loved. And again, I think that that takes a lot of personal work and One thing that I like to do a lot is journaling. I think that that's probably one of the best things that's helped me because I'll write down these feelings. And when you write stuff like that down, it just sounds ridiculous. Like when you really write down, okay, I'm not worthy. Okay, why do you think you're not worthy? And then you write something down and it's like, you're really basing all of your worth off of this one thing. Like that doesn't make any sense. And so then slowly you'll you'll start to change that. But I think, again, it is something that takes time and it's all about repetition. Um, the belief is really key. Like you have to change that core belief about yourself. And I think you can do that through journaling and through getting down to the root cause of what it is. I've interviewed a couple people who have worked in the area of like child trauma healing and inner healing and all that stuff. And they all say like, you have to get down to the root cause. Like there's a reason why you don't think that you're beautiful or there's a reason why you don't think you're worthy. And it might come from like, you know, maybe you were in grade two and somebody told you that and you've been holding on to that ever since. Well, that person in grade two isn't in charge of you and how you run your life. So when you start thinking about like that, I think it sounds ridiculous. And then you're like, okay, I'm not going to let that person hold that power over me. That's a a good lesson that these beliefs can come at such a young age. And it's so much easier to believe something negative about yourself than it is positive, which I find absolutely fascinating that we as human beings will be like, you know, someone could tell us a positive thing every day. Someone says one negative thing and that's what we focus on. So I love the idea of really getting to the root cause of where this feeling comes from. And if someone says something to you that is not very nice, why is that resonating with you? Why are you believing that person who let's face it, probably doesn't know you very well. And if they're not a part of your life and they're not adding to your life, why are we putting such a heavy belief in that one thing that they said? And I think, you know, if somebody says something like that and you're believing them, it's because deep down you thought that about yourself too. And now somebody's saying it because if somebody says something to you and it's like irrelevant, like I'm like, well, I don't, 
know what you're talking about. Like that doesn't sound like me at all. It's not going to affect you as much. But again, just understanding that that's coming from a place of their insecurities and not yours. The only way it affects you is if you also believe that about yourself. And I do find it so weird that we're so quick to believe all the negative things, but we won't like hold on to those positives. And that's one of the reasons why I always try to be as optimistic and positive as possible, because I know that when I'm focused on like the good things, I'm going to attract more of that to me. I think it's like where focus goes, energy flows or something like that. So to, just going back to that first question, like that's one of the reasons I really try to bring that with me everywhere I go, because I know it's going to help other people, but it's also going to just help me attract what I want into my life. <laughs> Sure. Wherever our focus is, that's one, that's what we focus on. So that's all we see. So if you just focus on, you know, what's going wrong, wrong in your life, it's going to feel like more things are going wrong than right. Because you're going to focus on those minuscule things that if you're focusing on the good things, you are actually not going to remember throughout your day. I was looking at your Instagram and I came across this quote, which I feel like is so so beautiful and so true. So it said, true freedom comes from being passionate in what you're pursuing and creating, regardless of what other people think you are, regardless of what other people of you think of you. So I think that really comes back to what we've been talking about. And how do you then bring this into your life every day, because as an entrepreneur, you have to have a vision and push yourself and have passion. And that can be really hard, especially if you have people around you who are being negative. That's actually my own quote. I would just like to say that. (laughs) But I think that on my entrepreneurship journey, like one of the biggest things I've learned is you really have to find a way to to block out the unwanted opinions because I feel like everybody always wants to give their opinion. And I've learned that really you only want to listen to the ones that are coming from somebody who has what you want or has done what you want to do. Cause you know that those people one like want to see you succeed and believe that you can do it and also have like valuable advice. I think there's a lot of people that sometimes think they're giving good advice, but it's not always the best. Um, and it's not what that person needed to hear. For me, I had a lot of things that when I started my entrepreneurship journey, I was doing that not a lot of other people I knew were doing. And one of the biggest things was just the way I was showing up on social media. I mean, all throughout high school, I was one of those people that just posted, you know, when I went on vacation or when I had a race or something like I posted maybe once a month. Um, and I didn't really post on stories because there were all these unwritten rules like, Oh, don't post too much. Cause we don't want to see too much of you, but like don't post never. Cause then what's the point in having an account? And those like were really ingrained in me since when I started on social media. And so that's probably one of the biggest things I've actually had to work through, like in terms of limiting beliefs and just to further my business is being okay with standing out on social media. I mean, now I go live and I post IGTVs and I post on my stories every day. I post every day, half the time. People that I was following on social media didn't do that very much. So it just seemed like I was really standing out. And I really had to get over that because one, in the beginning, like my business is online. So I needed to start showing up differently if I wanted to create a brand and really put myself out there as an entrepreneur and a business owner. Two, after getting over that hump, I actually really liked doing that stuff. I liked going live all the time. I liked showing up on social media. That's kind of where that first part came in. Like you have to be passionate about what you're creating and you have to just 
keep doing it just because you love it. So nobody else's opinions should come in telling you, oh, well, I don't like that you're doing that. Well, it doesn't really matter because it makes me happy. I'm going to do it anyways. And I find that when I'm in a space of creativity, like nobody else's opinions even come near me. Like I don't really care because I'm having so much fun, you know, creating the content, making the TikToks, speaking on lives, like doing podcasts and all that stuff. I think the the time when it comes in is when you start to consume a lot of things and then you're thinking about what other people are thinking about you doing all that stuff, which most of the time they're not really thinking about you that much <laughs> um, is what I've learned. But finding what makes you happy and keep doing it because there's a lot of people that give up on their dreams and give up on their goals because they're so scared of what someone's going to think of them for doing it. And anybody that did anything of significance in the world went against the grain and didn't you know, listen to what everybody said and didn't follow them because they had a vision and they had an idea and they wanted to put it into action. So that's like one of my favorite quotes just to come back to. I don't even know how I came up with that, but I think I was just in a spot where I was like, you know what, Renell, you need to not care what all these people are thinking. And I think a lot of the times when you're thinking about what other people think of you, it's usually coming from people that you don't really care about their opinion like not to be rude but I'm like I don't want to be in your position so I'm not going to listen to what like you're telling me about how this isn't good or I shouldn't be doing this or I should so (laughs) that's like one of my favorite things and one of the biggest lessons I've learned. Fear stops a lot of people from moving forward with things that they have a passion for. I think it's so amazing that at your age you are an entrepreneur and you have a business so can you talk about how you did that and what you what your business is about and so I, I honestly I think entrepreneurship in your 20s is like such a great time to start because you really most of us don't have anything really tying us down you we don't have a house we don't have kids like we're not married well some of us are but most of us aren't yet and so you really have all this time to just try new things and, you know, just see what you like and what you don't like. You you don't have to go into a nine to five job right away. Like this is your time to do things, whether it's traveling, whether it's starting a business, whatever, like it's your time to experiment. I started my business in when I was in first year university. So like I mentioned before, I really like, I really like working. I like making money. And the summer before university, I had five jobs. I was working at a restaurant. I was working at a running store. I had a financial goal. So that those two things weren't going to get me there. So I started a kid's camp. Like I ran my own kid's camp, which was pretty much just me babysitting like 13 kids at a time for two hours, three times a week. I had a cleaning business and then I was doing admin work. So I loved all that. But when I went to university, between practice and school, I wasn't going to be able to get an hourly job just because it wasn't going to fit into the schedule. I got introduced to a business called Social Retail, which is like an e-commerce business and it's with a health and wellness brand. So I'm really big into that. So it was perfect. My mom was the one that introduced me to it. So now we get to work together. And that's kind of how I got just introduced to this idea that you could have time freedom, that you could work from anywhere, that you can monetize your social media. I mean, as a 20 year old, like someone who's on social media all the time, just scrolling, like now I get to make money from being on there. I think that the opportunity just came into my life at the, the perfect time. And, you know, I primarily target millennials when I'm working with people, because I think that the way that this business is set up is just perfect for them. One of the things I love is that it's taught me so many basic skills. It's taught me how to network. It's taught me good customer service. It's taught me how to speak. It's taught me how to work with other people, how to 
problem solve, like all these things that you need to know as an entrepreneur. And through this, it's opened up so many opportunities. I don't think I would have started my podcast if I had, hadn't gotten into this. I don't think I would have an idea that I want to go into coaching at some point if I hadn't started this. So I just honestly think that just finding something that you can start with that has to do with entrepreneurship and just learn a lot of the stuff that you learn in entrepreneurship, whether it ends up being for you or not, you're going to be able to apply to your real life. I think it's great. And I think so many more people your age are getting into it. Like you said, there are there you do you have less things or less barriers that I feel like a lot of people when fears talking, oh, I can't do that because of X, Y, and Z. As we grow older, we have more responsibilities. So there's more to, I guess, quote unquote, lose if it doesn't work out. Also, work is changing completely, especially over the last year and a half. (laughs) People have discovered that they can work from home and what that looks like and how that gives you more freedom in your life and how being an entrepreneur allows you, you're going to school full time and you have practice and plus you work. So that's a lot on someone's plate. And so I think it's such a good solution that you found for yourself. And it's, I feel like it's opened you up. Yeah. And I think like, if you're not monetizing the online space, like anybody listening to this, like there are so many different things that you could do to monetize being on your phone. And I think that it's a great time for it. Like everything and making money on the internet is just going to keep going up. Like it's not stopping anytime soon. If I could give any advice to somebody who's like a young entrepreneur, I'd say you have to stay consistent. Entrepreneurship is a lot different than an employee, like working at a, you know, nine to five job or being an employee, but it's so much, it's so worth it. And it's, you know, it's worth the roller coaster, but you definitely have to stay consistent. When I first started, I was 18. So I didn't have a network. I didn't really know anything. And I had a slow start. Like I had a really slow start. I'm not even ashamed to admit that, but I was consistent with it. And now, you know, I'm a lot more confident in what I'm doing and, you know, the results are starting to come. But with any entrepreneurship journey, it's not necessarily just going to happen right away. And if it does, like, that's great, but there's also going to be a time where it's not doing that. So you have to just just be willing to work through those tough times. And I just like to say that because like you mentioned, there's a lot of people around my age getting into entrepreneurship. And I don't think they really know that because this isn't something that you learn in school or anywhere really. Like I feel like everything that you learn in entrepreneurship is through experience. And so just keep your eyes open for that. There are going to be tough times, but you're going to make it through them. Well, I think that's also just a great life lesson. Yeah. Anything you do for work is going to have its ups and downs. And it's about figuring out solutions to those things. And I think we can bring it back to staying positive and and trying to find a solution as opposed to just getting down on yourself. Because it is like it can be so challenging. And especially when you are your own boss, you need to be your own. How did your confidence change from the time that you started to now? So much. I mean, and in so many areas of my life, I think one of the biggest ones was showing up on social media because that was something that I was really scared to do when I first started. That's probably a big one. My speaking. So that also goes with social media because now I'm not as nervous to show up live. But I think just my confidence, like when I'm talking about what I do for work or when I'm in a group of people who aren't entrepreneurs and I feel a lot more comfortable to say, 
what I do online and how I earn money and that kind of thing. Cause that was something that I always kind of shied away from when I was in a group of people, just talking about things that were different. And I feel a lot more confident when I'm talking about that now. Yeah. That's an interesting point you make, because I feel like so many people, when you meet someone, at least the conversation is either what school do you go to for someone your age? Or when you get older, what do you do for work? It sounds like you weren't sure if you felt comfortable answering those questions. And I think that that's definitely shifted for me and it's still changing. I mean, I'm becoming more confident every day. I feel like every entrepreneur kind of goes through this because everyone's always like, what's your real job? And stuff like that. It's like, this is my real job called entrepreneurship and I have a business. (laughs) And I think a lot of us like downplay it sometimes, but there's no need to do that. You are an amazing business owner. Like you have your own thing going and that you need to be proud of that and you need to show up like that. The idea of what an entrepreneur looks like has changed greatly over the last year. I think a lot of us think of an entrepreneur as someone living in Silicon Valley wearing jeans and like skater shoes. (laughs) And so I feel like that scope of what an entrepreneur looks like is changing greatly, especially since a lot of people your age are getting into this as a career option as opposed to working for somebody else. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think it'll get better because like you said, things are changing and it's becoming more like normal. But still, there's like people that I feel like will never understand. And it's not our responsibility to make them feel comfortable with what we're doing. Like, no, building an empire here. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I and I I agree. Those people they don't need to understand. Let's shift a little bit. And you did mention the word money, and I feel like money something people a lot of people are terrified of. It's the idea of if I don't look at it, it's not a problem, or I don't need to know. And obviously, you you aren't scared of money, which is great. So what advice do you have for people to grow confident with their money and not be so scared of it? That's a really good question. I feel like, again, going back to how this isn't taught in schools, I feel like that's one of the reasons because we're brought up with this idea of what money's like, like don't spend too much and you have to save it all. And I definitely like was one of those people in the past. I really liked to save my money because I didn't like to see the numbers go down, but it was more like in the back of my head, this scarcity mindset than if I spend it, I'm not going to have any more coming in. And I'm reading Think and Grow Rich for the third time now. So (laughs) the way that I think about money is a lot different. I think I still have some underlying limiting beliefs that I'm working through, but it's definitely gotten a lot better than it was in the past. You almost have to like get used to a different idea of money. And Thinking about it in an abundant mindset has been probably one of the biggest things that I've learned about money that's super important. But of course, that's hard when you've been brought up with it in a scarcity mindset. I think one thing that's helped me is surrounding myself with people who think about money the the way that I want to. So whether that's through books or whether that's through mentors, like just kind of normalizing the idea that money can flow into your life abundantly and easily and Another thing I've, I've learned, I did a course with Bob Proctor. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but the way that you think about money, treat it as a person. If you're constantly saying, I hate money, you're never there for me and all these things, like why would it show up? Why would it come and be there for you? 
But if you're talking about how you love money and always there for you, I'm so grateful to have the money to pay bills this month, like it's going to start to come back. And I think that that's been a really big shift that I've had to make is just changing the way that I think about it. And again, that's like hard. It's it's similar when you're trying to tell yourself that you're worthy. It's something that you have to repeat over and over and over again. But when you start to do that, you'll notice that it starts to come. A thing I came across a little while ago, well, I guess a few years ago now is, um, the, the sentence, the money will come. And that's been such a huge mind shift for me that money is also energy and it flows. And so if you're open to, like you said, having money and having that flow, it's so important versus carrying around this idea that restricts your money flow because you have that scarcity mindset that I think so many of us are taught growing up. I like really big into law of attraction and manifestation. And I know that it comes from like source and there's an infinite source. So (laughs) there's never going to be no money left over. But I think like one thing that I've learned from studying manifestation law of attraction is your thoughts are prepaving everything that happens in your life. So when you talk about like, oh, what are bad things always happen to me? Like you're almost attracting those into your life. So it's the same thing with money. You know, if you're thinking about it in a positive way and you really believe that it's coming, like it's going to come. And I have a similar affirmation to you that I say every day. I say I always have everything I need when I need it. That's the money for my bills. That's the money for my rent. The flight that I want to take to... Florida or whatever. Like I always have everything I need when I need it. And the more that you say that, the more you start to believe it and things will start to happen in your life. And you can look at that as like, okay, there's, there's proof. I I feel like another reason why people are maybe scared of money is because they don't understand it. So learning about it, like there's a lot of books that you can read that kind of help to clear that up. We'll put some of these amazing books in the show notes. (laughs) Because I have a list. So speaking of books, I saw that you also, and we were talking about books, so obviously you're a book lover. And we're talking about shifting your mindset and really how that works. Do you have any books that you can recommend to people to help them either grow their mindset or their confidence? Always. I love personal development books. They're so good. Like I mentioned, Thinking Grow Rich is a big one that I like, um, especially if you're trying to transform your uh, mindset financially. You're a Badass at Making Money is also another really good one for you know transforming your financial state. And then in terms of like growing your confidence, You're a Badass. By th- th- those are both by Jen Sincero. That's a good one. And I really like The Four Agreements. I don't know if you've read that book, but I feel like every single person needs to read that book because it just makes you look at life a whole different way. And it really helps you if you're somebody that takes a lot of things personally or worries a lot about what other people think. Like that's a really good one. Well, thank you. Yes, I've read most of those. Not only. <laughs> And you're a badass, the money one. I did a podcast with a financial advisor and he actually sent it to me. He's great at, you know, shifting money mindset. And we, we kind of delve deeper into the stories we tell ourselves about money. It's uh, my podcast with Garrett. So, um, <laughs> which I will also link. So there's one question I like to ask all my guests because um, my therapist asked this to me and She blew my mind and really helped shift how I've been able to deal with the pandemic. 
So I'm going to ask it to you. Has COVID brought you anything unexpected? Yes, but a lot of them are positive things, <laughs> actually. And I don't know. Well, see, that's the whole point of this question. There's a lot of things that happened over the past like year and a half that I don't know if they would have happened if we were in this situation. So I choose to focus on all of the good things. One of them is the podcast. Like, I don't think I would have started the podcast otherwise. And that has been something that has just brought me so much joy. Like, I can't even explain it. Like, I absolutely love podcasting and I love interviewing other female entrepreneurs. A lot of the connections that I've made, real, genuine, and even though they're over the internet, I have never felt like more close to anybody. A lot of that came from Clubhouse, to be honest, because everybody was stuck in their homes, everyone was online, and it just gave me the opportunity to to network. And then honestly, the growth in my business. I don't know that that would have happened because through the last year and a half, like I really put my head down and really focused on growing that and building my community on social media and building relationships with people. And I don't know, I don't think that would have happened if it hadn't have been this kind of time where people really needed that connection. No, I think that's great. And again, the whole purpose of this question is to kind of shift your focus because this time has been extremely hard in so many ways for so many people. But I think it's also been this beautiful time for growth and self-discovery because for the first time ever, so many of us have time. Yeah, I was just going to say that, like, I think that we did have a lot of extra time and depending on how you chose to use that is kind of how you probably feel when you answer this question now. And like, honestly, I'm just going to say, like, I'm proud of myself. Like, I look back and I feel like I was fairly productive with the time that I was given. And obviously, you know, I had some down days and I had like time for myself, but I do feel like I accomplished a lot of things in this time. So I'm proud of that. (laughs) Well, I am so proud of you for being able to say that you're proud of yourself. I think that's something a lot of people who are brought up as women are taught to unlearn when we're young. So I think it's such a beautiful thing that you can recognize that in yourself and you should be damn proud of yourself. (laughs) Thank you. And I agree. I think that that's something that honestly, I've just started to do a lot more like over the last couple of months, but I, you have to, you have to like congratulate yourself. You, no matter what you've done, like you're doing amazing and you need to tell yourself that. Well, that's such a beautiful way to end. So if people want to connect with you where can they find you? So I'm pretty much at Renelle Briggs on every platform. Right now, my main hangouts are probably Instagram and Clubhouse. That's like where I do a lot of the like, trainings and stuff that I do. So you can slide into my DMs. I love connecting and talking to new people. Just let me know that you listen to this podcast and I'd love to, to chat with you. Also, your podcast, it's called the Confidence Club Podcast. How did I forget about that? <laughs> I'm so not used to doing this. I'm not used to the self-promotion. I always ask other people these questions. So yeah, you can listen to my podcast, The Confidence Club, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm going to put all of Renelle's socials to her personal stuff and the podcast. Also, go check out Clubhouse. Uh, I love it there. That's where I found Renelle. It's the best. It's the best. (laughs) It is such a 
great place to network and just to like learn things. But yeah, thank you so much, Ronell. I really appreciated it. I think what you're doing is amazing. You're spreading joy and confidence and really showing people what being in their 20s is like in 2021. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Humans Are Us. Don't miss an episode by subscribing to wherever you get your podcasts. And remember to rate and review. Loved this episode? Please share it with a loved one and help grow the Humans Are Us community. Connect with me on Instagram at humansareus or visit the website humansareus.com.